We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, uh, as you can see from my face, uh, the emotion of this game has uh, taken its toll on me. Uh, But the Indianapolis Colts lose an absolute stunner against the Cleveland Browns. Um, It's kind of ironic, Cody, because most of us thought this game I end up being one of the lowest scoring games of the uh, of the week, and ironically enough, this may go down as one of the highest scoring games in all of the season. Yeah, the teams combined for seventy seven points. Uh, it's a lot to dissect into this game, man. Uh, I mean, listen, I know that here in a few weeks we're probably going to get over this. Uh, but I'll just say it just because I know it's going to come up here, uh, in, you know, this podcast at some point. So let's just get it out of the way, make it be known. Uh, I'm genuinely curious to see what everyone says about whether or not they thought this game was rigged. Uh, because I, listen, I told Cody right before this, I don't care if anyone says, uh, agrees or disagrees with me. That's fine. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, I I personally watched the first game ever with my own eyes, an NFL rigged game. And that's what I thought this was. Uh, it was a rigged game at the end because it was, it was such a, it was so obvious that there were so many bad officiating mistakes at the end of this game and the sad part is, is the NFL won't do anything about it. They won't do anything about it. They'll just move on. And this officiating crew will ruin someone else's day in uh, a few weeks from now. So, again, I thought it was a rig show. I thought this was it was a game completely blown by the refs. And the Colts got hosed. Should have yeah. won this game. Uh, Cody, I'll give you a second to kind of either add or dispute that or whatever you want to say about it. Yeah. At the yeah, I mean, how in the world, Derek, do you have two back-to-back critical penalties that would have probably been the, it, were the difference in the game? Like, let's be honest, 
like first the hold on Baker and then also the pass interference on Baker and a guy, Derek, that, you know, I crap on, I don't think he should be out there anymore, you know, cause it seems like he was the only guy getting targeted, yep. but you know, especially the second one, like especially the pass interference, like that, that ball was clearly uncatchable. Everybody was saying it. Um, but Everyone. the fact that, you know, that's a huge penalty because it puts them down at the one yard line. And I'm just going to say this, Derek. Okay. I'm going to say this without trying to get my emotions all out here. If anybody's blaming the defense, sit out this one. You are stupid for blaming the defense. There is no way you can sit there and say the defense was at fault there. Because, Derek, people say, oh, they let them drive right down the field. Yeah, that's what gets called prevent defense. You're not, you're, you can let them go all the way down to the, you know, even the red zone. But they needed, they needed seven points, not three. Right, so I don't care really if you allow them to get some of those cheap yards. I don't care if you do because here's the deal, Derek. If you can hold them down, you know, and force them, you know, they're going to have to score a touchdown. That's the only way they're going to win the game. So, like, if you're allowing them yardage, it doesn't matter. It really does not matter unless they score. So that's why that penalty was so huge and so ridiculous. And Derek, the defense almost, even though they got screwed at the one-yard line, they almost, like, inches away from stopping the Browns on fourth down. Inches away. The defense did their hardest, their darndest, to stop the Browns, even though they got screwed. Despite the fact that that ball was placed on the one-yard line, the defense, I am not putting the blame on the defense. I am not, not putting the blame on the defense. And if you put the blame on the defense, I don't know what game you're watching because that clearly was not on the defense that just wasn't you you just cannot say that was on the defense i'm sorry but like that's just where i am and it's just ridiculous that people are saying oh it was gus bradley's fault blah 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 no it was not gus bradley's fault it was not gus bradley's fault on that last drive they got screwed they won the game Derek. if it wasn't for that bs penalty against daryl baker they won that game they forced a fumble they recovered it yep it was was game And they said, oh, uh, when Daryl Baker barely touches Amari Cooper and falls down and Amari Cooper is standing in the end zone all by himself, yet somehow, oh, that's illegal contact. Yeah, The worst penalty ever. Like I said, Daryl Baker wasn't even supposed to be in this game because Juju Brents got hurt. And then Daryl Baker is thrown into an unfavorable unfavorable situation. I have my friend Chase, who is a Browns fan, specifically telling me in my chat, in personal messages saying that we won that game unfairly. Like literally that's the point. That's you, you have Browns fans telling you we won this game unfairly. Okay. So if that tells you anything now, you said good. you're not putting the blame, at least the majority of the blame on the defense. What do you, what do you, who or what would you mainly put the majority of the blame for, for why the Colts lost this game? Um, I mean, we talked about it, and th- and to be fair, they did a lot better job in the second half. Um, they just didn't take care of the football in the first half. You know, Gardner Minshew had four turnovers in this game, um, really had, you know, I think it was three of them, um, and then the fourth one was right at the end there. So, like, just those untimely turnovers that you commit, specifically early on in the first half, you know, the two strip sacks that happened. Again, I know Minshew, you know, it's not his fault he gets sacked there, but, like, He's got to hold on to that football. He makes a bad play turn into a worse play. 
And I think that kind of screwed them over. I mean, Derek, how many were we talking at halftime? It was like 14 points. The Browns scored off of turnovers. The Colts in this game, let's be completely and- fair, Derek. The Colts play- outplayed the Browns in this game. Like, they they dominated this game. They ran the ball effectively. They threw the ball effectively. They were playing good defense. And somehow, because of the turnovers and because, obviously, of the, the blown calls, here we are with the loss. And so I would say the untimely turnovers are kind of the biggest reason outside of some of that other bull crap, why I would say the Colts were not able to pull through in this game. But but again, yeah. they took the lead, you know, and they had the lead and they, they should have won this game. Like, there's no question. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Even if you like you disagree with how the Colts handled the end of the game with like the game clock and everything, the reason why they were doing what they were doing, Cody, was because you had confidence in your defense and an offense before that drive, their their quarterback was completing less than 50% of the passes, had less than 150 yards through the game, and was sacked twice. You're getting consistent pressure on him. You were like thinking to yourself, I just got to get rid of this clock. I trust my defense knowing that if we don't put them in a bad situation, AKA if the Browns don't get the ball on our side of the field to start the game or start that drive, we feel good about ourselves. Our defense hadn't given up a touchdown all game besides the first drive where they gave up that big touchdown run. Yep. Uh, But let's get back to the offense here for a second. I totally agree with you. It was the turnovers. The Browns scored 17 points off turnovers today by the Indianapolis Colts. 17. Almost half of their points came off of the Indianapolis Colts giving the Browns the ball on our side of the field or in our own end zone. That's the point. And that is why I'm telling people when it comes to the defense, you cannot sit there and say that once again, that the Colts defense is to blame because when almost half of the other team's points came off of the offense's mistakes, that's where the issue lies. So realistically, Cleveland should have scored 22 points. If yep. the Colts don't turn the ball over and Derek, you know what's think- funny and people want to say, well, turnovers happen. Well, I'll give you this. If the Colts don't score a touchdown off the one turnover they forced in this game, we still beat you by, we still beat you by almost double digits. Yeah. We still beat you by two scores, yep. even with 
So yeah. again, it just goes to show you that once again, and it sucks because go- some players today had phenomenal games offensively, mm. including the guy who had the turnover problem today, Gardner Minshew. He actually looked really good today, except for when he didn't. And that's the problem is it's, it was the costly turnovers, but outside of that, the three bad plays that Gardner had outside of that, he looked really good today. That might've been the most pass yards given up by Cleveland all season. And Another issue that I want to say, like, again, when it comes to, like, people want to blame Steichen, you just put up the most yardage, I think, of any team all season against a defense that is being historically great right now. And you want to say that Steichen did not have a game plan set up to put this team ahead? Again, it was just lack of execution in some pivotal moments. See, that's what I don't understand. I genuinely do not understand. Like, I understand Steichen had a few questionable play calls. I didn't like the screen pass when, you know, it turned a, you know, it was a 60-yard field goal that ended up getting blocked, so I guess it didn't really matter. But, like, I didn't like that screen pass. You know, there's a few things at the end of the first half I didn't like. Like, okay. But, like, Derek, like, we've said it. Like, we thought this game was going to be a slog fest. We thought the Colts would be lucky to score 20 points in this game. (laughs) We'd be lucky. Yeah. The fact that they passed over 300 yards on the number one pass defense, and they looked – they did it with pretty much relative ease outside of the turnover. And 168 rushing yards against the fourth-best rush defense. Yeah, so they had a day against a really, really stout unit from start to finish. I mean, and – you know, I know Denzel Ward left this game, but like the Colts, even when he was in the game, they were able to pass the ball really well in this game. That's why I genuinely don't understand, Derek. You know, the turnovers were the biggest issue with the Colts. And I think genuinely people do not like they just look at the the score and they just assume things because they look like, oh, 30 some points or whatever. The defense must have been terrible. Right. That, I genuinely saw somebody say. Oh, another day in the Colts allowing 30-plus points. The defense is terrible. Gus Bradley's terrible. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, do you even watch the games? Like, do you no. even understand? The, like, you clearly don't because you don't understand why the defense and why the score is what it is. You know, if you take out those those untimely turnovers, Derek, where you screwed over your defense, like, you're right. Like, you probably win by double digits in this game because the offense – this is genuinely, Derek, the first game in my life that I can say – I was happy with the performance from the offense and the defense. And we still lost. lost. (laughs) And you know what's worse is um, if you take into account Gardner Minshew had almost as many turnovers in this game as the Cleveland Browns had all season. Yeah. Do you know coming into this game, the Cleveland Browns only had four takeaways coming into this game and then and Gardner gave it up three times. Three times. So he almost had as many turnovers as Cleveland had in the previous five games prior. So that just goes to show you just how bad Gardner Minshew was in situational awareness football. But we talked about we talked about like how bad and good Gardner Minshew was today. Again, Gardner was atrocious in situational football, but at the same time was also uh, playing really well in all other aspects of the game. Uh, some guys who had some really great games today. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, congratulations to you, Jonathan Taylor. 
uh, 18 carries for 75 yards, over four yards a carry. Got his first rushing touchdown since November of uh, of last year. So, uh, I mean, it was really nice, Cody, to be able to see Jonathan Taylor uh, look like Jonathan Taylor again today. Yes, it was. I tell you, man, him and Zach Moss, what a great combination of running backs. Like, those two guys... I think you can genuinely make an argument, Derek, that these two guys might be the best one-two punch in football right now because they're both healthy and they're both playing very, very well. Um, Yeah, so Jonathan Taylor, like you said, he was really grinding, especially in that second half. It was really like the Jonathan Taylor drive. Like, you just kept giving him the football, and he continuously kept, you know, grinding out four, five, six yards and then ended up with this first uh, touchdown of the season. So shout-out to him. Over 100 scrimmage yards today, his best day. Uh, of the season so far. And I think the most touches he's had so far as well. So yeah, man, definitely thought Jonathan Taylor looked really, really good. I think a lot of the guys that you, you wanted to, you know, you really hoped would play good, played well in this game. You know, Josh Downs, again, his best day uh, as a pass catcher, you know, had, had over a hundred yards and looked really, really good in this game. Michael Pittman Jr. Obviously wasn't targeted a ton, but had the big 70-yard touchdown or 65-yard touchdown yep. that really start, you know, changed that game. And then Alec Pierce. I thought, Derek, Alec Pierce had a really good day. Yep. You know, Derek, it's just crazy to me how we jump to these wild things. I mean, we've seen the people bodying Alec Pierce, right, saying the Colts should cut him, they should trade him. I'm like, yeah, maybe it's not a great idea to say we should trade a second-year receiver six games into the season. That's yeah. just me. But, like, I wasn't ready to move off of Alec Pierce yet, and some people were, like, saying he's the worst receiver in the NFL. And uh, to give him credit, he had a really nice uh, contested catch. There was a couple plays in this game, Derek, where Miles Garrett jumped off sides, and the Colts had a free play, and they made him pay. So uh, the first one was the big Josh Jones touchdown, and the second one was a big Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce catch. Excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely felt like the receivers today and the running backs really stepped it up when it mattered. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, again, we mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Um, and then, of course, again, the wide receivers, great. I mean, Josh Downs, what more can you ask for from Josh Downs? I mean, again, a, a phenomenal day, five catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. Whoever had him on fantasy, y'all must really love him right now. Uh, Michael Pittman even too. I mean, again, that big play. I mean, I don't think we've never seen a big play like that from Michael Pittman. We've seen big catches. We've seen him get touchdowns. We've seen him moss people, but we've never seen him take off and run, you know, and make a play quite like that before. So that was really great for Michael Pittman, especially late in the game when it mattered. Obviously he wasn't targeted. He was targeted quite a bit. He was actually the second leading target guy, but it just felt like they never quite were able to connect up until that moment. Uh, Like you said, Alec Pierce, best game of the whole season, three catches, 53 yards. Again, put the Colts in position a couple times to really move the chains and be able to, you know, I, I think every time Alec Pierce caught the ball, it was a first down. So, I mean, it was the catches he were, he was making not only, was he, you know, getting catches, but they were impactful catches. So it was really great to see Alec Pierce do that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, even that, uh, (laughs) some of the receptions he had today. I mean, again, he helped move the chains, man. I mean, I mean, Shane Steichen has really gotten a good use out of him in the past game recently. Uh, and that's been really awesome to see. I mean, it's crazy because 
the two leading catchers for Cleveland had 59 yards and 54 yards. So the, Jonathan Taylor almost had as many receiving yards as Cleveland's top two receivers slash tight ends. I mean, it just goes to show you how different it was. I mean, Indy, it sucks that like Indy won this game in every measurable statistic other than the turnover battle. And that's obviously, again, why we all, what we both said was the reason why the Colts lost the game. Uh, Zaire Franklin finished the day with 11 tackles, uh, two sacks on the day. Kenny Moore with 10 tackles, a sack, one and a half sacks, two QB hits, three tackles for a loss. He had a phenomenal game. Shaq Leonard uh, ended up with seven tackles. He had a pretty decent game. Blackman had a couple of really good plays uh, today as well. I mean, again, we can kind of bounce it back a little bit for the defense. Again, I out again outside of the first touchdown, Cody, there was never a moment in time where I thought, oh, this defense doesn't have this offense covered. I mean, they literally, the first five passes for Deshaun Watson, he had one completion for five yards on a third down when it was third down 11. The other four passes, one was an interception, two was very close to being an interception, and the other two was thrown behind. I'm almost to the point where I was almost wishing Deshaun Watson would have been, would have stayed in the game. Like I wish Dio didn't hurt him because then we would, they would have been even more trash. I mean, and even when PJ Walker was in there, 15 of 32, didn't even complete 50% of his uh, passes, 178 yards. I guarantee about a quarter of that came on the final drive because of targeting Daryl Baker and all that stuff. But he kept getting sacked. The, the amount of times that we got screwed over because uh, we made game saving, uh, First of all, that that catch by Kenny Moore, that should have been an interception. Yeah. I don't care what anyone in the NFL rule book tells you. If the rule is that any time a ball touches the ground is an incomplete pass, then like literally 25% of every single catch that we ever see ever is an incomplete pass. Seriously. Because... Kenny Moore had control of that ball from the moment he touched it, had complete control, and it just graces the ground a little bit. But he had control of that the whole way. That was an interception. I don't care what anyone tells me. That's an interception because I know what a damn catch is. That was a damn catch. So, again, just everywhere, just everywhere you looked, this defense made plays, but it just kept getting called back by the refs and just kept getting unfortunate uh, mistakes called on us. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was unfortunate because that will fries. I'm just going to say right now that will fries hold the worst hold I've ever seen in my life. Like that was the worst holding call I've ever seen in my entire life. Like that's serious, bro. Like, and especially too, because Gardner Minshew because Gardner Minshew got the first down on that run. And yeah. that was the drive where that block by uh, Miles Garrett happened because of that flag. Because the Colts, instead of it being third and three, ended up being third and 13, tried to run the screen, ended up losing another six yards, almost pretty much knocks them out of field goal range. And then we see Miles Garrett 
turn into a superhuman right before our very eyes. Right? Yeah, it felt I mean, like it felt like it was Miles Garrett versus the entire Colts offense. It did, especially in that first half. I text, I kept texting my friend. I kept texting him. I was like, "He is, you know, he's literally the only reason you're in this game, right? He's yep. literally the only reason, only one. That's it. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, you guys would be losing probably like twenty to three right now. If it right. wasn't for, if it wasn't for Miles Garrett, seriously. Well, Derek, I know there's not a lot of pause. Like, there's positives, but I know we're pretty like still amped up right now. Derek, I got to say this. This is a Cleveland team that went into Sanford, that played San Francisco and beat them. So like this Colts team can compete with anybody, man. I'm just going to say that. hundred percent. Like, so this- like, that's the thing. Like even with a backup quarterback that turned the ball over four times in this game, the Colts still should have overcome this game and should have won. Like they really should have. And so yeah. I guess when you look at kind of the future projections of this team, like you look at it and you're like, this team has the talent to go wire to wire and toe to toe with anybody. Like we they just got to have our quarterback stop turning the ball over. Basically. Yep. And, and quarterbacks stay healthy obviously as well. Um, but like you look at like the team moving forward and you're like, okay, you feel really good about the running game. Now you feel pretty good about the offensive line. When Braden Smith gets back in there, you know, I, I wonder how much of a difference it would have been or not. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett's a man, but it like it could have been, you know, he looked like a rookie. better. It could have been. I, like I, I could have imagined that that Miles Garrett sack in the end zone doesn't happen. I would imagine it would. Yeah. So, like, you just wonder, like, when when they if they would get back to full strength, what would that look like? You know, with Anthony Richardson in this game, like, so, like, just things like that, like, where you're like, this this team has a bright future, Derek. And again, this is crazy to think about, Derek, because this is a Colts team that won four games last year. Nobody expected anything. And, you know, they they really should, you know, they should have be have, having their season total from last year already. So that's just like, wow, okay. So there's a lot of positive things from Shane Steichen in this, in this crew so far. Um, and you really feel encouraged about where they're at. Um, you know, you feel good about where the defense is. You feel good about where the offense is, especially considering how bad they looked a week ago. You know, you feel pretty good about it. So, like, the future of this team, Derek, we've said it. Like, we didn't expect this team to do a whole lot this year, to be honest. So, like, the fact that they're competitive, even though they lose games and that's infuriating like today, like, I still feel very positive about this team and their future. I know it's hard to see it in the moment because, again, you know, we want to see the Colts win every single week. We do. Like, obviously we do. Um, but when you when when you look at the future, you're like, okay, this team has a lot of young players. Derek, this is the second youngest roster in the NFL, and you know, really, like they have a lot of players playing extremely well. A lot of young players playing extremely well. So you feel really good about where this team is right now. So again, very frustrating game in the moment. But when you look to the future of this team, if, if Anthony Richardson can can get back to full strength next year, I think this team can compete with anybody. So. That's kind of where I'm at with, with the whole thing with this team so far. Well, yeah, and I mean, like I said at the top of the episode, I'm I'm fuming. I mean, yeah. I, I I am fuming. Uh I, I'm so mad. And I'm and I legitimately sit here and I can say, Cody, that it's only because of three people. It's only because of three people. It's the first one was Gardner Minshew, because Gardner Minshew, you know. But I would say, and, and I can't even say his mistakes outweigh his great performance because he had four touchdowns in this game, but yet he gave the Browns 17, you know? So it's like, you know, it stinks that that's how it's supposed to be. But 
you know, it, it, stu- it sucks because, I mean, Minshew, and it sucks because at the very end, that's what weighs the most on all of it, is that through all of the BS, the Colts should have won, a, won that game and were deserving of winning that game. And at the end of the day, we saw a rig show of the refs and you, you even have the national media people saying that this might, this, there might need to be an investigation done by the, on these refs for what happened here. Because I mean, the, it was, it was terrible. And also you, you know, we blamed Daryl Baker for good reason. Uh, That's the only guy they targeted. Again, Amari Cooper had one reception before that drive. One. And yep. yet Amari Cooper got targeted on every single snap every uh, a- after that going forward. And we saw him, we just saw him continue to just get, uh, destroy the team. So, yeah, but it is what yeah, it is. like we said, those last two weren't his fault. So like we, but yeah, like it's, and, and to credit the Browns, like they saw the weak link and they went after it. So like, I want to give them credit where they deserve it there on that last drive. But Still, that doesn't, you know, make it right that the, those penalties were what they were. But, yeah, man, um, very frustrating game, like we said. And, uh, you know, not not a great end to that game. But, again, like this is a team that we had no expectations for. So, hey, I'll take some entertaining football over what we had last year. I mean, you, we were all here. We saw what it was last year. So, even if it is frustrating, at least we know this team can compete and they can go out and really beat anybody. Um, which is great. Apparently, unless they're in Jacksonville, they can go and beat about anybody. So, um, but yeah, frustrated for sure. Not going to negate that, but uh, encouraged with where this team is and where they're moving forward. And again, we we knew this was going to be a multi-year thing with this team. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I know we're a little frustrated, but just trying to move forward. There's a lot of uh, things to like about this Colts team. Yep. It just, yeah, it definitely just sucks just to see the way that ended. But, uh, Nevertheless, you know, like you said, we'll move on. Got another game next week. Um, and, you know, we'll have be, – and I'll be at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, next week. So really looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully I get to see a bunch of you there. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts on this game. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you next time.